combat your trauma or like (laughs) your life like do you think it was a healthy source of coping or probably not the healthiest to like make jokes about like (laughs) not having a dad everyone welcome to the problems we face podcast my name is bd and this week i'm joined by i'm alex hi <laughs> okay so alex and i go to school together and obviously we're going to talk about a bunch of different things today but before we do that do you want to like introduce yourself sure um i'm alex um i i don't know i, I do a lot of things really what we're going to talk about today is how like i have two moms and they are split up of course not of course I don't know but yeah yeah so why don't you start I guess at like your beginning I mean it's not really like super onset thing because you've always yeah had like a kind of different situation so why don't you start like in the beginning yeah so they split up when I was four so I don't really remember before they were split up like they didn't get a divorce because like getting married back then like same-sex marriage wasn't legal so that was always something and like it was always different because like I didn't I had always been used to having like same-sex couples in my life and other people were like not that sometimes that wasn't normal for them yeah so like of course people thought that some people thought that was a weird that was something like sometimes people would be like mean you're like oh why don't you have a dad or like who's your dad where's your dad but like now I don't even care I make jokes about that all the time but yeah so it's kind of always just been a different lifestyle for me I, I knew that, like, the normal people had, like, a dad and a mom from, like, right. TV and stuff. But, like, it was just never out of the ordinary for me. Mm-hmm. So how did, or did you, like, I guess, like, how did you deal with those those questions about, like, <laughs> where um, dad? I don't know. I was, like, really young. So I kind of just was, like, oh, people don't think this is normal. Like, this is always <laughs> my normal. So yeah. I don't know. I just, like, didn't really get why other people, like, didn't think it was a normal thing. Mm-hmm. But like yeah like at my old school I was like the only person who had same-sex parents so that was kind of weird mm-hmm. but I just I was fine with it I thought it was normal <laughs> I don't know <laughs> do you now know a lot of people like similar to you I feel like there's it's so common now but I I don't know if I know like a ton of people like at my old school I think there was one other person who's in like second grade when I was in eighth grade who had who had two dads though but I don't think I know anybody else who has two moms mm-hmm. but I know a lot of LGBT people like LGBT adults because like that's who my parents are friends with right. you know so it's just always been a normal thing for me Mm -hmm. going into their divorce like obviously you were pretty young but how did that like affect you then versus like did it ever affect you like afterwards as you grew up and like figured out what all that meant for you and like how does that affect you now I guess like it definitely was really tough for me because like I have blocked all of it out I don't remember like a single thing from like (laughs) when I was around four so that's something but like when I was young it used to just kind of be like a pain and it still kind of is a pain now it's like I still have like good relationships with both of my parents but like it would just be annoying to like have to bring all my school supplies back and forth having to like buy two sets of everything to have it at both houses yeah but like now as I've gotten older it's just kind of become become the normal (laughs) right yeah um would you say like I know some people when their parents divorce they 
have like stronger connections to they like get a stronger bond with each of them separately do you feel like that or do you yeah that definitely happened I go through phases where I'm like closer to one parent than with the other and like back and forth Mm -hmm. but I still have strong relationships with both of them like despite them splitting up and all Mm -hmm. and like I guess another question I have for you is I think that obviously you're a very like humorous person yeah (laughs) <laughs> you use humor a lot. So how do you think that you used humor to like combat your trauma or like problems <laughs> in your life? Like, do you think it was a healthy source of coping or? It's probably not the healthiest to like make jokes about like <laughs> not having a dad or like every year on Father's Day, I make a joke and I like Photoshop a picture of me next to a picture of a sperm and be like, <laughs> happy Father's Day. <laughs> So I, that's my little bit. Like, I just think it's funny. But I don't know. I think there are definitely healthier ways to cope with trauma than making jokes about it. Like at some point you have to face the music, you know, mm-hmm. like you got to deal with it. Yeah. But not now. <laughs> Maybe for a later date. I agree with you. I also feel like it lets you like verbalize your problems though without mm-hmm. like actually verbalizing them. I don't know. If exactly. Like, if someone's like, oh, my dad's being so annoying today, I would just be like, oh, that must be nice. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's it's definitely interesting to see how, like, I'm trying to think of a good of a good example. My brain is not working. Like, people used to be like, oh, I'm, or when I was sick, people would be mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm so tired of, like, working out. I wish I didn't have to. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, must be nice to, like, have the opportunity to do that but I think it just goes to show like how do you know what I mean like how we don't take for granted things but like Mm -hmm. it's like yeah it's like everybody has like different lifestyles and all Mm -hmm. so like if yours is different it's just kind of fun to make jokes about it yeah no I agree with that so talk a little bit about your mental health and like I know that's not directly connected Mm -hmm. to your parents or like your parents divorce but I know it's definitely something you said you faced Mm -hmm. yeah I have struggled with it for a bit I feel like that was less related to my parents splitting up and more Mm -hmm. like the transition into high school for me like it was pretty easy but like it's like I made friends and all but it was just like the new environment and like just like it was a little tough for me mentally like, yeah. also, I had a lot of issues with friends freshman year, so that was not the most fun experience. Who did? I wish, I wish that I had had a better freshman experience as well. Yeah. Did you go from, were you at a co-ed middle school? I was at a co-ed middle school. I went to this really small middle school, like K through eight school that's like in my town. Mm-hmm. And there were only like 28 kids in my grade. Okay. So definitely a different environment. <laughs> switching yeah. to a, a bigger all-girls school. And had you been there for your whole... I had been there for like all 10 years. But like in eighth grade, I kind of hated it. So I was really excited to get out of there and like excited to move on to a new chapter. Mm-hmm. How do you think like the changing from like co-ed to single sex like affected your... Do you think that was like played a part in it? Or did you apply to other schools? I only applied to like one other school just for like the opportunity of a scholarship, but I didn't get the scholarship, so I didn't go there. But for me, Bryn Mawr was always kind of like, I always really liked it. 
Mm-hmm. And I always like the idea of going to like an all girls school just to have like a different experience, you know, like not I, I knew I had no interest in going to like a, a single sex college. So I was like, oh, this will be fun, you know, mm-hmm. try something new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and did you you talked about like your freshman year. Do you think the single sex like played a part in at least when I came to Bryn Mawr, I felt like I was young, but I felt like the single sex like contributed to the gossipy environment like I had always I had always had like mixed like groups of friends and like Mm -hmm. guys and girls and then I came to Bryn Mawr and I was like it was very possessive and I like didn't I'd never experienced that before was that something you experienced or was it different yeah Bryn Mawr was definitely like a single sex education it was a little definitely a little more gossipy but my old school had a lot of drama Mm because it was so small and like everybody was like knew everything about everybody so there's a lot of easy trauma but like there was definitely a little less drama coming to Bryn Mawr but mm-hmm. it was more like a different kind of drama you know mm-hmm. like trying to find like good friends and all rather than like having being friends with everybody you've known for your whole life right so yeah what would what would you say were some of the hardest things transitioning into high school and like what advice would you give to someone transitioning into high school? Um, the hardest things were definitely just like getting used to not being around guys. So mm-hmm. and I did the musical, so there were guys in it. So I could meet like guy friends faster, which mm-hmm. was nice rather than having to wait until like having coordinated classes. So I would suggest people get into like extracurriculars that are co-ed so then you can have co-ed friends rather than just like all girlfriends right like girlfriends are great but like it's nice to have some guy friends (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's the thing that you struggled with the most just like the transition to single sex like yeah I I was like I don't know if I struggled having like all girls but I think it was just something about moving into this new phase of my life like going into high school like I didn't I only knew one girl and going into Bryn Mawr Mm -hmm. and like we weren't really that close so it was like all new people and it like definitely made me a little bit anxious I got a, a little social anxiety you know going like meeting a lot of new people so I would say that was probably the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. So do you think that your mental health like affected your transition and like the way that you met people and the way that you like introduced yourself? Because I guess on some part, it's like easier to be in an environment with just introduce yourself and like be a part of the classroom. Mm-hmm. Some people in that just girls environment, was would you say that's similar because you'd always been in the classroom with like co-ed, it was fine? Yeah, I would say that was part of it. Like the people that I became friends with also struggled with some of the same things as me but then I realized that like it was a little much for me personally I couldn't really I couldn't really handle all of that like pressure of like like not to say like supporting people is really hard but like it is a Mm -hmm. little bit no I agree yeah so it was just a little much for me but like introducing yourself in classrooms also that was that was definitely scary like meeting all the new people and like I was at my old school I was at always considered not like smart but like I was in like the advanced classes and like Bryn Mawr is such a prestigious school like we're number two in the state mm-hmm. and like everybody here is smart so I was like oh like my individuality complex is like really going off right now <laughs> yeah no I totally I totally get that and going back to your like supporting people mm-hmm. I think that's so funny because I used to tell my friends like when I needed a lot of mm-hmm. uh, just like help 
doing anything like it was a it was a lot to hang out like with me and like that's nothing against my my situation but I was like I don't know how like I've never been friends with someone who was like needed that much attention and like I don't know how people do that like it's a lot of stress and it's a lot like on on yeah it was definitely good for me to like deal with because like I never really had to deal with like big problems in like my friend groups before like really learning to like be super empathetic and all was Mm -hmm. definitely like something I needed to learn like coming into high school and like growing into like a better person Mm -hmm. would you say overall you've had like a good high school experience oh definitely I've made some really good friends and I've really enjoyed my classes so like high school has been really great for me like besides a little bit freshman year like the transition Mm -hmm. but I don't know I'm really grateful to like have such a like I feel like Bryn Mawr can be a really supportive environment like there's there's people for everybody and like you can like talk to your teachers and all so Mm -hmm. I think I definitely have had a good high school experience how you I think I have I honestly everyone told me to watch out for high school but my middle school experience was way worse (laughs) (laughs) I hated middle school me too Um, I don't even want to think about middle school (laughs) no um so I think I have honestly and I've said this before, like Zoom and all that is not what I wanted my like high school experience to yeah, be. Yeah, here. But it hasn't been all of it. And I already, I don't think it affected me mentally as much as other people, which I guess is my next question to you. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I've, I've done it so many times with my sickness. But mm-hmm. how has like quarantine and like being alone affected you? Do you, are you like someone who needs to like socially recharge? After oh, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm like I wouldn't say I'm an introvert or like an extrovert. I'm probably like half and half. Like I really like spending time with people, but I definitely need my me time. So I've kind of like appreciated quarantine and not like having like obligations to hang out with people all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So it's kind of been nice just like doing my own thing, but then also like the days can blur together, which really sucks when that happens. Yeah, no, I I agree. Do you think that you've gotten closer with like your friends or like people been able to bond over like I don't know, I just I just feel like I've gotten a lot closer with like some of my friends during quarantine and maybe like drifted from others. Yeah, I would say I've definitely gotten closer with like the people who like I really like, you know, like I still really like my friends who I've gotten who I've drifted from, mm-hmm. but like it's just different, you know, like not seeing people every day not like having school be that bond like you have to like externally like keep up those relationships yeah I think it was interesting for me to see how or which relationships of mine were like in school relationships quote unquote Mm -hmm. that were like we conversed during the day we were close at school but like outside of school we didn't ever really like continue that yeah yeah I I get that too. Like, you know how you have like school friends and then like your friends' friends. Mm -hmm. So overall, you've like quarantine hasn't been too bad for you. You've enjoyed it. Quarantine hasn't been too bad. Like definitely sometimes you get a little bit lonely and all dealing with your family all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, but it hasn't been terrible for me. And like, I've met new people. Mm -hmm. So have you formed like a lot of new like relationships and yeah I actually I met my boyfriend during quarantine like through like it's kind of embarrassing but we were like playing among us and we met it was kind of funny oh my gosh like, yeah so, so definitely so new bonds right so are you an only sibling I am an only child like it's just me 
only sibling. Only sibling. <laughs> of course, an only sibling. Yeah. So do you think that affected like how you grew up and like, do you like being an only child? I do like being an only child, you know, I kind of like the attention, you know, mm-hmm. but like it, it would be nice to like have somebody to like hang out with on a, like all the time, like an automatic friend. Mm-hmm. just like have around with you to like it's like dealing with the same things that you are mm-hmm. yeah so do you think that your like quarantine experience was different because of that did you stay at one one mom's house primarily through the whole thing or did you still no I still switch like it's a it's a 50 50 thing mm-hmm. so I did still switch which like was fine but um, so to get some variety in who I was seeing all the time, mm-hmm. but it definitely would have been different if I had like somebody to hang out with and like, it would have been a less, a little less lonely, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Did your moms ever remarry or like fi- have relationships with different people after they got? Yes, they did. And like one of my moms is, has been married for like six years, I think. I don't know, for a while. And then my other mom is in a relationship right now. So they both have found new people. And are you close to like those people and have like good relationships with them? I would say somewhat. There's been ups and downs, but yeah. Do you think like, is that because of your like connection to the other person or? I would say a little bit, but like, I don't, I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's entirely that. Yeah. I mean, it's probably, I know that. I don't have any like step parents or anything mm-hmm. like that. I don't know if that's what you call them, but I yeah. feel like it's definitely a lot of potential for tension. Like any. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> do you have like a big outside family or is it, are you pretty? I, I do have a pretty big extended family, like on one side. Outside family. I'm just <laughs> really killing it today. Like one of my moms has five siblings and they all have like a million kids so it's like I have a lot of cousins on that side and then my other mom is an only child but like my grandma on that side has like two sisters and they all have a bunch of kids so like I do have pretty big extended families on both sides and are do you think that that's like helped like are you close with any of them yeah I would say I'm like close with my grandma on my only child mom's side Mm -hmm. like I really value the time I get to spend with her but like, I don't really get to see my extended families like on besides holidays. And like, since my parents are split, I only see them on like half the holidays of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one gets Christmas, one gets Thanksgiving, one gets Easter, whatever, you know? Yeah. Going back to your like mental health mm-hmm. and everything, do you think that that has been affected in the past year and a half or are you feeling like pretty good right now? I'd say it definitely was. I I struggle with like some social anxiety and then also some like, you know, we all have like, especially us girls have a little bit of like eating issues. So that's like a thing. But like, I've definitely struggled with like, it has like flare ups, you know, Mm -hmm. like sometimes it's really good. And then sometimes it's really bad. So it's kind of been ups and downs over the years. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about your um, like relationship with food and like how that's progressed. So like, it really, like, my issues started, like, freshman year. Like, I was, like, at school, like, in the cafeteria, like, feeding myself. Mm-hmm. So, like, you just think about the things that you're putting in your body, and you're like, do we really want to be putting this much stuff in every day? And then you get worse and worse, and then, like, it's just not good. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just been, like, different. It, like, changes over the years. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of my fitness pal. That's probably not the mm-hmm. not the best thing to have downloaded on your phone. <laughs> did you have it 
I did. I was like obsessively using it freshman year. It was like everything that I would put into my body would be in that app. Wow. So did it like, I guess, how long did like that bad relationship or anything like last with? It's gotten better in like the last few months. Mm -hmm. Like I was like restricting a lot, like in freshman and sophomore year and then kind of switched to like more of like a binging and purging cycle in like early junior year Mm -hmm. like it's gotten better recently like I haven't been I haven't purged in like three months which is great yeah that's really good so and like stopping automatically counting calories in your head Mm -hmm. it's like once you start it's like kind of hard to not notice that but like it's every day you're working to get rid of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's, I talked about this in my, in the last episode, but I think it's always like hard to not, I think comparison like mm-hmm. adds to that factor of like, I don't know, like thinking about what you're eating. Yeah. Um, so especially with being like at an all girls school, it's like you're surrounded by all these girls, like who, who are like thinner than you or like prettier than you or like have a lot more friends than you or like have a really good, like, social life or like have a lot of like boyfriends or something you know so it's like constantly comparing yourself yeah no I I totally agree I think that I think that was my problem with going to girl school is I was also like I think at a transition age so I like didn't really know what to make of it mm-hmm. um and I just I didn't like all of the like we all do it we all compare yeah. to each other but I didn't realize how much a part of like the social like surroundings that was and I think that's what I feel like that's also like very specific to like Bryn Mawr specifically because we're very we're a very competitive school mm-hmm. like with grades and like college but then like also everything else we're just it's like a competition pool. Yeah. So would you say at least for me, I mean my quarantine was kind of all over the place just because I had so much like happen in it, mm-hmm. but it was definitely good for my like mental health just because I wasn't comparing to people as much because I literally could, didn't have anyone to compare to but I know that it's been like different for everyone how do you think that that part aspect yeah. of your quarantine I would say it's like I wouldn't say it's like helped like early quarantine it definitely was better because like I wasn't like seeing all these people all the time but like as you get further and further in and you get like like more you feel more and more alone mm-hmm. so like in like the summer of last year, I was like really anxious all the time. And like, I just got a new job, like a new like internship and like being around like all these adults, it was always, it was very nerve wracking to me. Yeah. So it wasn't, so you don't think, I kind of agree with that. Like as quarantine became more normal and like people started going out again, it was like the same kind of like Instagram, like Instagram started back up. It wasn't mm-hmm. like no one was doing anything anymore. So people were still like posting and things. Did that yeah. affect anything? I would say, I would say it would like being insecure about like, oh, like this person looks so much better than me in this Instagram picture. Or like if you post some, if like, I think I posted like two or three things since like quarantine started. And I was like, mm-hmm. do I look good enough in this picture? Like, are people going to think that I look like chubby or something or like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like definitely like social media has, is not the greatest thing for people's like mental health, I would say. I agree. And then how would you say that your like friends and like um, relationships with people in your life have like helped your 
I would say it really has helped. Like sometimes, you know, we just don't like to share these things with our friends. Like you just like won't be like, oh, I don't want to burden these people with like my my issues. But like when once you get over that and you can like open up to your friends, it's like really good because they can just be there for you and like be understanding and all. So I would say just like learning to open up to my friends about these things has like been very good for me like especially mm-hmm. with quarantine and like it's easier to, to like say the hard things online because it's not like they're sitting right in front of you and you're like oh yeah I struggle with like eating and <laughs> like it's a lot easier online that's so interesting you say that I kind of I d- agree with you but I also I have such a hard time reading people over text like yeah. I don't want to like send them like bad news or something because I don't <laughs> how they're going to react true I think it's easier with like FaceTime and all Mm -hmm. text it's just like hard to read people's like their intentions or like their tone over text but FaceTime is definitely good to like tell people things right would you say you're an open person or like have always been an open person or yeah I would say I'm I'm like pretty much an open book sometimes like you know I overshare occasionally (laughs) that's definitely something that I do (laughs) but yeah, I'd say I'm a pretty open person. Like, like once, like I start being friends with somebody, then it's just like they just know everything about me, like immediately. <laughs> what advice? Because you you mentioned that you talk to your friends about or like your eating like mm-hmm. problems and um, mental state and stuff like that. What would you, advice would you give to someone who's like trying to be more open with that aspect of their life or like anything like that? I would say delete all of the like apps that are like really toxic to you like delete my fitness pal delete tumblr tumblr is terrible for that stuff like even delete instagram if you need to and like even tiktok like tiktok like they're all these like really pretty girls on tiktok mm-hmm. and like it's easy to compare yourself to that so just like if you stop seeing like media that makes you feel bad about yourself it'll like help you to feel better mm-hmm. something that i have like kind of gotten into there's like real people who post like real pictures instead of like just the highlight reel yeah I'd say that's a really good idea I don't I actually don't follow any of those accounts so like I definitely should do that that would probably be really good I really like do you know who Victoria Garrick is oh wait yeah I've heard of her I've seen her on TikTok I really like her she's like a student athlete Anyone listening, I highly recommend following her. Um, but she's a student athlete, or she used to be a student athlete at USC, I believe, for volleyball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she runs, she does like a podcast called Real Pod and like talks about because she had an eating disorder with in her like student athlete thing. Mm-hmm. And um, she has this whole brand about like the hidden opponent of like mental health in sports. So if you guys are sports players, highly recommend like looking at her. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that like you want to specifically get into that we haven't mentioned yet or want to get into more? Kind of hard to be like productive and all with online school. Yeah, I've always been a, a little bit of a procrastinator myself. So like I would be like staying up very late doing assignments because mm-hmm. like especially with like asynchronous work, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have to do this now. I'm just going to do this like the night before class so then you have like your asynchronous work to do and your like homework to do and like it can definitely pile up mm-hmm. but recently I've like I like, haven't been like watching like a Netflix series because like mm-hmm. once I get into like a series I'm like obsessed so like in like the past week I just haven't found anything interesting to watch mm-hmm. I've just been so bored and I just do my work <laughs> yeah 
and it's been really good for me. So kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, it's been very boring. Also, it's just like I just sit and I'm like, what am I going to do? And then I just willingly do my homework. <laughs> I'm like, I just can't take not doing anything. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I have this thing where I don't like things like hanging over my head like assignments. Mm-hmm. So I like try to get things done, but then I procrastinate but I like refuse to do anything else until I finish my thing and I end up sitting and doing nothing for like hours it's a really weird thing I I acknowledge that probably no one else feels that way I I do not do that no (laughs) if anyone if anyone does let me know it'll probably make me feel better (laughs) but do you think that your procrastination or like mindsets with that got worse over distance distance it definitely did because like if you're in class, it's like nobody can see if you're not paying attention. Like mm-hmm. you can just be like on TikTok during class and like do not do that. It is not good. Mm-hmm. So it's like going back to like the hybrid in-person thing mm-hmm. has definitely been good for me, like knowledge wise. Mm-hmm. Like now I actually learn things <laughs> versus not knowing anything. So do you have, I mean, not that anyone is an expert non-procrastinator I feel like I feel like everyone um is capable of procrastinating but do you have any tips for anyone struggling with procrastination just like when you procrastinate and then you get a really bad grade on an assignment that'll like make you learn your lesson (laughs) like I don't really have any advice besides like once you get a bad grade on an assignment then you realize, oh, I need to not do this. Mm-hmm. Words of wisdom from yes. Alex. <laughs> Probably not the most helpful. <laughs> do you think that your like mental health state affects how much you procrastinate or like how much you get done that day? I'd say it does. Like if you're feeling like particularly like depressed or something, you just want to stay in bed all day. Mm-hmm. Like you just can't bring yourself to like stay focused on like one assignment. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely like on and off days. Like my productivity is like like a roller coaster. It's like it's not not consistent. Like some mm-hmm. people have very consistent like doing their work schedules. Not me. I just go on kicks of like procrastinating for a whole week and then doing everything for a whole week and then back and forth. Mm-hmm. So going back to your parents, kind of a one eighty. 180. Yes. So apologies for my bad brain, guys. I'm just so, it's Friday afternoon. I'm not. It's, yeah. I know that like when a parent was absent in someone in a child's life, it was like a certain way to introduce that into into like the story of like who they were. Did your moms ever like, was it something that was always integrated into your life? Or was it like something that you had to like sit down and have a talk about one day? Like, sit down and have a talk about, like, me having two moms, you know? Like, not having a dad. Yeah, I guess, like, not having a dad, maybe. Not really, because, like, my moms always did a really good job of raising me. So, like, it never felt like I was, like, missing something. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I would get jealous of people being like, oh, yeah, I'm a daddy's girl, you know? Like, I have a really good relationship with my dad. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, but there was never, like, a specific, like, sit-down moment. Like, this isn't how most people's parental relationships are, you know? Mm -hmm. Did you ever feel like a FOMO of... I did. I definitely did. Like, you know, sometimes in, like, movies, there's, like, really sweet moments with, like, the daughter and her dad. And, like, you know, sometimes those moments make me a little bit sad. Like, feeling I'm missing out on, like... Mm -hmm an integral part of like like my childhood mm-hmm. but like then I like realized like oh I'm really grateful to like have these two like really great women in my life right you know? 
What would you say is the best thing that like you've realized about having two moms? I feel like there's just something like about maternal figures that's just like really comforting and all. So like they've definitely influenced me. Like I can I can have a a, a bit of a maternal energy with like my friends and all, mm-hmm. like planning things, you know, bringing like a snack or something. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just like kind of turned me into a bit of a mom myself. Yeah, and. I mean, going back to what you were saying about like being an, a very empathetic, learning how to be a very empathetic friend. I feel like that definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely come from like having two moms also. Mm-hmm. What would you say was like the hardest thing for you? I mean, I know that like the movie moments. The hardest thing? I don't know. Sometimes like I think about the future and like I think about like getting married and all. And I'm like, oh, who am I going to have like walk me down the aisle? But then I realize, oh, my moms are just going to walk me down the aisle. So like, it's just like imagining like how things would be different. Like if I had a dad. Right. There's always like the, the what if moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also feel like not having a dad, like I've always been a little like boy crazy, just a bit. <laughs> Girls can be. It's probably coming from like mm-hmm. not having guys like around me normally, like not having a dad, not having a brother. So it's just like. Oh, that's so interesting. That you said that. Would you, so would you say that your social anxiety has like prohibited you from doing things or like being a part of things? I'd say a little bit. Like the one moment that I was probably like the worst for my social anxiety was when I was at my job. So like there was this one moment, it was like a morning and there was like a staff meeting and it started like I had to get there at like nine every day, mm-hmm. but the meeting started at eight. So I was like an hour late to the meeting. And like my manager was like, oh, just like walk in there. And there's this like separate room right before like the where the meeting was. It was like mm-hmm. in the front lobby. So I was sitting in that room for like 45 minutes trying to like get the courage to walk into the staff meeting and then my manager came in she's like just go in and I was like okay whatever and then she walked me out to the meeting and it was like it was like I was so nervous for no reason because I had worked with these people for like I don't know like a month already mm-hmm. but like I don't know why I was so nervous I yeah I, th- I get that a lot and I like build that I build things up in my head like oh people are gonna like look at me when I walk in and I yeah. just hate all of those feelings yeah. I also like used to hate how I walked and so I would never want someone to like have all the eyes on me like watching me walk yeah um, I, and yeah, I feel, like yeah. the thought of people like watching me pull up a chair like <laughs> awful I'm like no I don't I don't want to do that I'd rather not sit at all yeah what is, if you want someone to take away like one thing from your experiences with like eating, mental health, like transitioning to high school, what would you say? Would you I'd say look for really good friends who you can be open about your problems with. Cause like my friends have definitely helped me a lot. Like even if I just don't even like talk about my things with them, but just like knowing that they're there for me mm-hmm. really, really helps me. So mm-hmm. it's just trying to find really good, genuine friends that like you actually like yeah really good yeah and I think also like surrounding yourself surrounding yourself with people who are like building you up versus like Mm -hmm. competing with you like that was something we struggled with yeah all righty well thank you for coming on it was a pleasure I was this was really fun bye guys